I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep health easy. This week on the podcast, we are talking about managing your baby and toddler or both or one of the others nap times on Sunday. And if this sounds familiar, it's because we have an episode from the archives where I dive deep about how my family handled Sundays and nap times. It's been a few years and now our girls no longer nap. But of course, a lot of you guys are having the struggle of getting back to church, getting back into that rhythm on the weekends, but trying to juggle nap time. You see, I love having a schedule. And by the way, pause right here. If you don't have a schedule for your baby or your toddler, head on over to littlezsleep.com slash schedule generator, or just click the show notes and you can grab a free schedule to start using for your family. Now, with that though, you may be thinking a schedule, doesn't that just like equal being stuck at home all the time? I've heard that from families so often over the years. But the thing is, when you have a schedule, you are free. You are free to get out and enjoy your life because you know, depending on when the next nap is, you're not questioning it. You're not wondering or hoping or wishing that maybe they'll sleep. You know definitively when that sleep is coming and you know that they can sleep because sleep is a thing. I never want families to feel like because they have a schedule, they just can't get out and enjoy their life. And especially for my family, which was the original episode, it was a non-negotiable. We were going to church. We are not going to stop our community. We're not going to stop our service at our church because we have a baby. We wanted our children to grow up in church. That was important to us. And so I am so excited to bring on this podcast three new voices, all from the Little Z's team, sharing with you how they manage their Sunday mornings and their child's sleep. This episode is, um, like I said, three different women who sent over their voice memos to share with you. So here is how this is going to work. You're going to hear from Alyssa Gandy. You're going to hear from Elizabeth Johnson, and you're going to hear from Katie Karadman. All three women serve on the Little Z Sleep team in various capacities, helping families make sleep happen. So listen to this episode. I hope it gives you so much confidence and encouragement to get out, go to church, enjoy that community, enjoy that fellowship. All right, here is our team sharing with you. Hey everyone, my name is Alyssa and I'm located here in Kansas City uh, in a suburb uh, called Liberty. And I work for Little Z's and I assist families through a few different avenues. I help on our chat, our plus program through our online chat service. And I also communicate through email with families and as well as support phone calls. So if I've ever called you or emailed back and forth with you or chatted with you over Plus, it's been a pleasure and it has been such a gift to work for Little Z's um, and for Becca and Chad. So I'm very grateful for that. And I just wanna share a little bit about our family. I have a two and a half year old son and a six month old son. Um, My two and a half year old is Zeke and my six month old is Titus. And my husband, Paul, is the worship pastor at our church here in Kansas City. So. We often remind ourselves that Sundays are a marathon, um, and we just take them minute by minute, uh, moment by moment, and we take them for the gift that they are, and uh, we just remind ourselves every Sunday that uh, being with God's people is a a true gift and a true joy. Uh, Because my husband is the worship pastor, 
he's gone and leaves the home around 7 a.m. on Sunday mornings. My boys don't see him when they wake up. Um, and then we typically will see him around 1 p.m. Um, in the afternoon. So in between the 7 and 1 p.m., uh, we go to church, and our church has two services. So I typically wake the boys up between 7 and 7.30. We get ready, do breakfast, and then we head over to church to attend and sit in the first service. Um, my husband, since he's the worship pastor, he doesn't sit with us for the service, although sometimes he does slide in uh, into the row for a few minutes, and my toddler always loves it when he does that. So for first service, uh, it starts at 9, which is very close to when my six-month-old takes his first nap. Generally, he goes down for his first nap around 9.15 or 9.30, so we plan to have him nap in his car seat for first service. And we don't have a commute since we literally live next door to our church. So he's kind of just been trained to sit in his car seat at church and fall asleep. Um, it's a huge gift to our family and the Lord just knew it. And that's just some of the Lord's kindness that he takes that car seat nap for now very easily. And he'll sleep for about 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes it's a little bit shorter if there's been a baby crying in the, you know, the next row or a loud noise from uh, up front when the worship service is happening. So it just depends. But generally he'll sleep about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, and then I'll just get him right up. I won't try to extend his nap once he wakes uh, because we are in service and we want to be kind uh, and aware of those around us and don't want too much uh, fussing. So we get him up and we sit through the service. Generally, he does well with that. When the service is over, about 10 to 10.30, we, I take both boys and we head to the nursing mom's room and I do a diaper change for my six-month-old and I make sure he's fed and satisfied. And then myself and my toddler will make sure we get a restroom break and we use the potty before we go to the children's wing where I end up teaching the three to five-year-olds for second service. So we head into the children's wing around 10.30. I get my boys checked in and I connect with the nursery workers, volunteers, and tell them that he had a short nap. My six-month-old had a short nap at 9.30. He could be ready to take another nap between 11 and 11.30. It's totally okay if he sleeps on you or in your arms, but if he doesn't sleep, that's okay too. Just enjoy him, keep him occupied, um, love on him. I just want them to not worry about if he sleeps or not and to not be... Um, flustered by that. And then we check them in and I check my other son into his class and I go to my class and teach. And then around noon is when second service is over. And depending on if my six-month-old slept in his class or not, uh, we plan that next nap accordingly. So if he did not nap and has been awake from 9.30 on and took, you know, only a 20, 30 minute nap, then we rush home. We do a quick lunch. Sometimes I'll even make lunches ahead of time and pull them out of the fridge. Um, the toddler will eat. My little one will nurse again. And I will try to get both boys down around 12.45 or 1.00. If my six-month-old did nap and, you know, slept another 20 to 30-minute nap, then sometimes I will try to push his next nap until about 1.30. That way he can sleep 1.30 to 3 or 3.30 and then do an early bedtime that night instead of adding in a fourth nap. Um, so I try to keep him to three naps on days that are off, if at all possible. My toddler usually naps 12.30 to 2.30. Uh, he's two and a half and still takes a two-hour nap. I'm very grateful for that. So he gets a slightly shorter nap on Sundays, usually 1 to 2.30. Um, and so sometimes we do an early bedtime with him too or let him sleep a little longer for his nap. Uh, I always am a fan of those early bedtimes. So Sundays generally, that can be a gift to us too, putting the boys down early for bed. 
We oftentimes, though, have evening events on Sunday nights, which occur a few times a month at our church. So if there is an evening event, I'll let them nap um, slightly longer for their last naps or only nap. And then we plan to do a 30 to 60 minute bedtime with a very abbreviated bedtime routine. So there you have it. Sundays are kind of a mixed bag. They look a little different every Sunday. And it's just important to remind ourselves to roll with the punches. Sundays definitely aren't perfect. And definitely all of us, including my husband and I, experience some overtiredness. But I think deep down our family knows that that spiritual rest of going uh, to church and being with the, the body of Christ is better than the physical rest in this case. And at the end of the day, it's also a great reminder that, you know, God is Lord of time and we aren't. And that means that sometimes naps are delayed or shortened or, yes, even missed. Uh, God's people are corporate people. And that's a priceless and important gift that we as adults need to be reminded of. But our little ones also need to experience and know firsthand. Um, so we are just very grateful for the gift of our church and what that has been to our family and our little ones and how they've been discipled through that. And praise the Lord that we can get right back on track with routines and schedules on Monday. Hi, I'm Katie. I am one of the Little Z's sleep consultants and the manager of the Sleep Society. I have three children, three and a half year old little girls, Maddie and Evie, and then my six month old, Luke. We have always gone to church no matter the age of our children because community is very important to us and we do not want to skip church just because we have children. When Maddie and Evie were babies, it was definitely more difficult because they are twins and um, there's just a lot that goes into having twins and going to church. So with that church that we went to, there were multiple services, so we would go to the service that better fit their nap schedule. But now with Luke, we have moved and the church that we go to has a 930 service and that is it. Right now he is still on the three nap schedule and his morning nap is 930 to 11, which is right in the middle of church. Um, so pretty much we just go with the flow and make the best decision throughout the day. So in the morning on Sundays, if he is still sleeping in, I let him sleep in till eight o'clock just because I know the day is going to be a little wonky. So I figure he might as well get as much sleep as possible. Um, so sometimes he wakes up at 730 like normal, but sometimes I can get him to eight o'clock. It's a mad dash to get everyone to work, uh, to church, not work. Um, a mad dash to get everyone to church, but we get there and we get in the car and sometimes he stays awake in the car. It's about a 20 minute drive. And sometimes Evie is very helpful and keeps him awake. If he stays awake in the car, he will usually take a really good nap about 45 minutes in the nursery. So I take him down um, and I just tell the sweet ladies there that he's probably going to fall asleep. It's right in his nap time. So if you put him in the swing, he'll probably fall asleep. And then they usually try it because they want one of the babies to be out and sleeping. Um I used to send a bottle with Luke as well because it would be around his timing for nursery to have a bottle, but I found that when he was fussing and stuff, they would offer him a bottle, but he wouldn't take the whole bottle. And so that just seemed to complicate things. So now I don't offer a bottle at all. Um, and we feed him after church. So 
when he stays in the nursery the entire church service, sometimes he sleeps, sometimes he will doze for literally like three minutes right before we get to church. And he, that is enough to power him through the entire church service. So last Sunday, that's what happened. Um, he dozed and then he did not nap at all, um, which is fine. It's annoying, but it is fine. So then what happens is after church, we get all three kiddos and we feed Luke at church. So it's right around 11 o'clock, which is the time that he would normally have a bottle anyway. So we feed him before we get everyone in the car. We've also found that we really like this because it kind of causes us to linger a little bit. And that means that we run into people that we know and we chat and really have that community aspect of church that we like, um, as opposed to just like bouncing right out the door. Um, so we are kind of like in the center, just sitting with Luke on a couch, which invites people to have conversation with us. Um, and us to have conversation with them. So then pretty much with Luke, it's a question of, did he sleep in the nursery? Did he not sleep in the nursery? If he took a nap in the nursery, I just kind of guess when he woke up um, and I'll follow those wake windows for the rest of the day. Um, So if he slept in the nursery, he will not fall asleep in the car on the way home because he's not tired enough. So I don't need to worry about that. And then what I will do is I'll just put him down for nap a little bit early. He'll take a longer nap. And usually that long nap will just catch us back up to the exact same schedule that he follows every single day. Um, because I just shifted that time he wasn't sleeping into a longer nap. So maybe like closer to a two, maybe even two and a half hour, usually it's a two hour nap. Um, If he did not fall asleep in the nursery, he is a thousand percent going to fall asleep on the car ride home. So um, he will fall asleep in the car. This Sunday, he fell asleep in the car, but he only slept for like 15 minutes. I had an errand to run to. He only slept for like 15 minutes. And so then I figure there is no harm in trying because he is so, so, so exhausted. I pick him up from the car. He wakes up and then I put him in his crib. And he'll bop around for like 10 minutes or so. And then he fell asleep and slept for two hours. So it's worth trying to see if they'll do the transfer. It's not like he would normally transfer just for a regular nap, but because that sleep pressure is just so much, he fell back asleep and slept for two hours. So that pretty much got us back on track to a normal schedule of the day two. Um, I think then... If we're doing something as a family, he'll take one last on-the-go nap or depending on timing with wake windows, his third nap of the day will be a little bit earlier. So he'll have an early bedtime. But pretty much I know that he's going to catch up on the sleep. And we have decided that we're not... We have decided that we are um, not going to try to do a bunch of on-the-go crazy activities that would ask a lot of him on Sunday as well. Um, 
So that would be probably a little bit much for him. But when he can just come home, take a really restorative long nap, it's not an issue at all. It's never affected his nights. Um, and he's just happy. And it's a great opportunity for him to be cared by someone else um, and be flexible. And we've really seen that it is helpful for him to go to nursery and with my other children too, because then when there's other daycare settings that they kind of have to go to, I'm a stay-at-home mom with them. But there are things when they have to go to other settings where they're watched by someone else, they're really flexible. And because they practice it every week, um, it is really easy for them to go to that thing as well. Um, so we love it. It's a great opportunity for everyone to just get out of their comfort zone. And church is really important to us. So we make sure we go every Sunday. Before we hear from our last guest, I wanted to take a moment and ask you to spend just 30 seconds, probably even just five seconds to rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to us, not just as a team who collectively works together every day to solve family sleep, but also we work really hard to plan this content to make sure that we are delivering episodes that are meaningful and relatable to you. So if you can take a moment to let us know what you think of this podcast, just scroll down into your podcast app, Tap that five stars, hint and twink wink, and leave us a glowing review would be wonderful. Hey y'all, my name is Elizabeth Johnson. I'm from the Nashville, Tennessee area. I've been married to my husband, Paul, for almost 10 years. We have a two and a half year old named Wesley who was sleep trained with the Little Z baby program at six months. And then we also have a 12 month old named Walker who we did not need to sleep train because we implemented the strategies from the newborn course and we just never needed to formally sleep train him. It was great. <laughs> um, I'm on the Little Z Sleep Society team. We help parents on the Facebook page with questions and try to help direct them towards resources to help keep sleep a thing. Um, I have loved Becca and Little Z since I was pregnant with my first and I just love getting to be a part of this incredible group of women um, oh, and Chad, the, the lone male Chad, uh, in any capacity. So I'm really grateful to have been asked to be a part of the podcast. So both of our boys are on one nap. Uh, hallelujah. That is wonderful. One nap is so great with both of them. Uh, Wesley is um, taking about a two hour nap in the middle of the day and Walker takes a three hour nap in the middle of the day. Um, he's always had a little bit more of a sleep need. So we always joke that he would sleep the day away if we let him. But so his one nap, instead of being about two and a half hours, which would be about the average for his age is closer to three hours. Um, cause he just, he just loves sleep, which we are grateful for. Uh, so we were asked, how do we handle Sundays? I thought, well, that's a great question when Becca first asked, because, uh, I was like, well, I'm not really sure. Because every Sunday is different, so I really had to think about it. We are both involved in different ministries with different start times, so depending on the Sunday, each one can look a little different. Sometimes Paul has to leave early, so it's me getting the boys ready and out the door, which is crazy. Um, sometimes it's vice versa, and there are days when we get to tag team and all go together. So it is always different. Um, however, the one thing that we do know is that while we may have to adjust naps, there is never a doubt that they will go to sleep at night, 
sleep 12 to 13 hours and that they'll be back on track the next day. Um, So our two and a half year old Wesley, at this point, he's not really as affected by the Sunday activities. Uh, If he gets overstimulated by all the busyness or tired, we'll eat lunch and put him down for a nap a few minutes earlier than we normally do, but we'll get him up at the same time that we normally do, which is 2.30. If at the end of the day, he's really struggling with things like um, obedience or listening or being kind to his brother, we know that he is still tired from the day and we will do early bedtime, about 15 to 30 minutes early. And the next day he's just fine and he's back on track on his normal schedule. For our 12-month-old, it's a little bit more tricky, but I think we have found a good groove. So um, backstory, there is a sweet elderly lady at our church who adores Walker. She has had him in the uh, nursery every other Sunday since he was probably five or six weeks old, and she has rocked him four naps since he was that teeny tiny. So on the Sundays that she volunteers for the nursery, she will leave her Sunday school class early just to ensure that she gets to walk her first. Um, Those ladies compete for his attention and his snuggles, and she has found a way to beat them to the punch so that she can rock them. Now, even though he is on one nap now, I do not dare take that little cat nap. He gets in her arms away from either of them. Since transitioning to one nap, he's only going to be in the nursery with her a couple more months, and she so looks forward to that time with him that it is more important to my husband and I that they get that really sweet time together than for him to maintain his quote-unquote perfect schedule. And honestly, I have realized that that little cat nap that he gets has given him a little extra energy so that we can go to lunch with friends or go see family or do other activities. And it really ties him over so that he doesn't get overstimulated by the time that we can get him home and get him in his crib. Um, And then we just kind of play it by ear the rest of the day. If we have things to do after church, he'll either sleep in the car or I'll wear him so that he can get a little cat nap. And I really cherish, really cherish those sweet little naps that he gets in the carrier because they're so few and far between now. Um, If we have a Sunday where we get home in relatively a normal time, he'll sleep in his crib until his regular wake time of about three o'clock. And most Sundays, you guys, like, I honestly cannot think of a Sunday where we have not done an early bedtime with both boys because the day has been busy with activities and socializing and generally they're just tired. Um, So Sundays are a lot of playing it by ear and we have found that that is what works for us. Instead of going into Sunday with a hard, fast plan, we have a general idea of how it's going to go and then we just try to roll with the punches um, because we know that they will be on track that night, back on track that night, and on track the next day with their normal schedule. Um, I just want to encourage you guys for a second, no matter what religion or lack of religion looks like, we need people, and we need community, and we need support from other people. So please do not let the fear of derailing your child's sleep um, get in the way of getting loved on by your people, because 
the best part, I'm telling you guys, the best part of having a good sleep foundation is that it won't all come crashing down on you. If your child misses a nap or you have to adjust things, it's not all going to just go away. Um, To borrow an example that Jesus gave, when someone builds their home on a stone foundation, when things come up, that house is still going to stand. If it's built on sand, it will fall. So I just want you guys to trust that your child, that their sleep has been built on stone and just go, go enjoy your life, go enjoy your people, go enjoy your family and the outdoors and activities and go on adventures because all of this goes so fast. And I know Becca and the rest of the team, we don't want our families to be so beholden to their schedules that they miss out on life and miss out on your little one's childhood. So I hope that encourages you guys. So just go enjoy your Sundays, be with your people, be loved on, be encouraged. And if things go awry, you're going to get back on schedule and we are here to support you. So always feel free to reach out. Thanks guys. Again, as we wrap up this episode, if you're feeling like a schedule is exactly what you need. Don't forget we have a free schedule generator. That's littlezsleep.com slash schedule generator or check the show notes for all of our freebies mentioned there. I want you to know that even when you do have a schedule, you should and you can be free to get out and enjoy your life. I truly hope and our team truly hopes that this podcast was an encouragement to you guys. Remember to leave us a review in your podcast player wherever you listen to Sweet Dreams. See you next time.